Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As we mentioned in the pregame, of course, of Sporting Goss is that the Indigenous round jumpers are being released uh, by all the AFL clubs. And I'm loving the look of both our West Coast Eagles and Fremantle Dockers jumpers. And a good friend of mine, the mighty Subiaco's Des Headland joins us. He had a bit to do with the Fremantle Indigenous jumper design. He joins us on Sporting Goss. Desi, good morning and congratulations. This is an absolute ripper. Yeah, good, good, good morning, Goss. How are you going? And, uh, yeah, mate, appreciate it. it was, uh, yeah, you sort of put something towards it and hopefully it came out well and hopefully the fans love it. Yeah, well, I'm sure they do. It's been displayed, of course, by Sonny Walters, of course. And the Fremantle Dockers will wear the jumper in the Sir Doug Nichols round. They'll wear the Clash version against Port Adelaide and then they'll wear a home version against the Western Bulldogs in round 12. Who was the people involved in this? And I'm led to believe it was a bit of a family affair. Yeah, mate, it sure was. So, um, yeah, Roger Hayden gave me a call, um, yeah, early in the year and said, yeah, he came to design the jumper and um, I decided to, to add my family into it. So Kevin Binder, who's obviously been a great artist over the years, he's my first cousin. He's already done the West Coast jumper in Port Adelaide um, Power as well, just to name a few. And um, we're lucky enough to have our niece, Michaela Morrison, um, playing for the Fremantle Dockers AFLW team, and she also wears the mighty number eleven that me and Dale kick it wore. So, um, yeah, it was a fam- it, was, it was it was a great family affair, and it was, it was good to sit down and um, you know talk about our heritage and our story and, and combine that onto the jumper. So, do you talk about it first and just take notes? Um, do you all go away and just add your touch to it, or did you have elements that you definitely had to include and you sort of had to vote? No, it was all it was all similar. So obviously we were all connected in a way. So it was just where we where we all started from, and um, yeah, we we threw our Yamaji connection in there up through the northwest, and um, and we were also Yungas as well. So it was yeah, it was, it was a great little story. And I sat down with my dad and my, my other cousins um, and Michaela and her family, and also um, and, and Kevin Bynum, the artist. And mm. you know, Kevin's a fantastic artist. We sort of had the vision in our mind, and um, we sort of threw it out there to him, and. He was sort of coming back you know, every second day with a bit of bit of work on it and saying, what do you think? And we're like, yeah, keep going, make it work, and off we go. Yeah, you've got the Beerlia wetlands in there. You've got the uh, the clapping sticks. I, I like the boomerangs. You've got the, the number seven boomerangs are situated in the centre. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, they were hunting, hunting sticks, for, for instance, and boomerangs and Kylie's, we call them. So we um, I decided to sort of them around and um, try and get the anchor look into it. So I wore the anchor in my day and... Um, hopefully the, the, the supporters can see that there is that sort of ankle sort of look to it, and I think it's come up pretty well. Oh, it certainly has. Uh, also, you've got the stolen generation flower and, and wudge them up, of course, Rottnest Island. Yeah, a bit of story behind the hibiscus as well with the stolen generation. So Uncle Jim Morrison, which is Michaela's um, pop, um, he sort of you know lobbied West up and Fremantle to do that a few years ago, and they've had it on ever since. So it's a bit of a, a great story within that. But then... Um, got Wudge'em up um, on the back as well, and I just wanted to sort of tell a story and educate the wider community in terms of what, what Wudge'em up means to our community and what's over there. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of... Um, there was a lot of um, deaths over there, unfortunately, um, with, across um, a lot of um, leaders and elders all across from WA got sent over to, to Wudge'em up as, as an island, prison island. So it's a lot of deaths in custody, um, 350 men over there and never returned home. So... I wanted to pay, pay tribute to that, and um, I was lucky enough to put a silhouette on the back of the jumper as well, which seven of us, us boys played in in 2003 in one game. 
which was a record back then for most Aboriginal players in one game. And mm. it was just lucky enough to sort of have that sort of overlooking Wajim up through Wally up, which is Fremantle, the river of the mouth of Fremantle. Um, and just sort of saying, you know, we got your backs, we're looking at you and your spirits are still there. And, you know, we're thinking of you. Des Headland, our guest, uh, one of the designers of the wonderful Fremantle Dockers Indigenous jumper that will be worn in rounds uh, 11 and 12. Uh, yeah, take us back, just in regards to that record, round four, 2003, it was then a, an AFL-VFL record of seven Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander players in the team. Um, Farmer, Cook, Coops, Hayden, Grover, Headland and Dion Woods lined up in one game. As you mentioned, got beaten in 2017. But just tell us a bit about the language groups and, and how that is in, as part of that sort of silhouette and seven language groups. How, how is that illustrated again in the jumper? Yeah, so we're sort of standing side by side and above the, above the silhouettes you'll have um, you know, the circles and the dot points um, in terms of what, what country you all come from. And we all come from a vast range of of countries across WA and obviously Stephen Coops through the Northern Territory as well. So um, it was just great to have that linkage and then we have the song line over to Wajam up and say, look, you know, we know the elders are over there. They were taken away from the Kimberley down to the southwest all the way through. Um, so, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just one of the gestures we wanted to try and, try and put in and it was a bit of a spur of a moment sort of thing we chucked in there, but it, I think it's come across pretty well. It, it is only worn for those two rounds, but it is incredibly popular. And every time you put it up on social media or someone talks about it, they say, this is the jumper, this is the one that we'd want to wear. Do you think we're any closer to making sure that our Indigenous heritage in football at all of our clubs is a part of everyday jumper? And, and um, would you love to see it worn more regularly and not just over the Indigenous rounds, the Sadug Nichols round? Or do you think it has more impact being spread over those two weeks? Yeah, I think the impact is there. Um, having yeah. a standalone sort of round over the two-week period, which is fantastic. But yeah, look, something to implement throughout the year. Um, I'm surprised the club hasn't put some sort of um, artwork within the jumper, like sub matter where you can just see it type model. So, yeah, um, yeah but look, those, they're coming. But it's, yeah, look, it's a fantastic initiative in terms of um, this whole next couple of weeks. Um, you know, you've got the, the dream time at the G, which is the Mecca, um, coming up in a couple of weeks as well. And, you know, for, for players to be able to, um, you know, on an Indigenous jersey uh, that's designed by a community member or a past player or wherever it is. They, they, they play with it. It's proud. It's a great moment. But I think the most important thing is um, the wider community understanding and getting the education about um, you know the past histories and what it means to, mm. you know, to play football and where our, where our community comes from and the hardships that our family and our elders have went through um, since colonisation. And um, for players that step out on the footy over the, for two hours every week to do what they love doing, um, you know, you think back... My grandfather would never have got that opportunity. You know, he, he wasn't allowed to work. He was put into missions and he was put across in the back of towns around tips and um, never to be in, in daylight until uh, had to be out of day. Um, when daylight ended, had to be back into you know, back on the on the reserve. So, you know, you've got a great representative of Aboriginal players in the AFL and AFLW now, and you've got some great programs coming through. And let's hope that we can, you know, make a difference for our communities. Jez, you've been incredibly proud and so you should always be of your heritage right from the day that you were in the system and uh, playing in the AFL as well, drafted into the AFL, going to Brisbane, coming back to Fremantle and proud of that. Do you find now your involvement in the in the Indigenous round and the Heritage Jumper and your work away from football now that you've uh, dug a little deeper in regards to your history? It seems as though, I mean, you're... <laughs> It's not the word I'm looking for. You're not as more invested now, but it's almost like because you're not playing the game, you can actually uh, 
look further back into the history of your life and your family's life, and you, um, you know, and, and basically can share that with other people. Do you feel feel like that is the way now for you, and and it is a lot easier to to tell your story with the time you've got to uh, to dig a bit deeper? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, the more time you have up your sleeves, you know, the AFL is a, bit, a, a brutal industry. You're, you're in the game for so in such a short amount of time, and um, that they, they make the most out of it. But yeah, when you step away from the game and you, you you're back in, you know, normal life and <laughs> working nine to five, and you know, you can tell your story a lot more. And um, you know, and I'm to get the opportunity to, to do this um, with my first cousin Kevin Biner and my niece Michaela Morrison is you know, something that I'll cherish you know, forever. And um, you know, I took my young boy down this morning to the the smoking ceremony, Uncle Richard Wally was there, Uncle Nick Abraham and Uncle Barry Wimmer were there and it was fantastic and the whole crowd, the whole playing group and the whole you know, Fremantle administration staff and, and our family. So, it was, yeah, it was a fantastic um, morning and, yeah, just really, really you know, great opportunity to get, get it done. And, yeah, to tell my story, mate, well, I'm pretty, yeah, pretty excited about it. So you should be, mate. And the boys had a good win on the weekend uh, against one of the all-time great Indigenous players, Buddy Franklin, but he put on a show as well. Uh, so you've got the best of both worlds. Buddy lo- loading up and kicking six and Fremantle getting the win. Mate, I actually said that that night. It was fantastic to see the old Bud back, back in form and <laughs> just as long as Freo just as long as Freo got the win, which is uh, always going to be happy. But, yeah, look, mate, you want you want the best players playing footy when they can, mate, and Buddy's one of the best of all time and... He's got only got a year or two left, maybe. Who knows? So, um, you know, we want to, you know, want those memories, and he played well. But if he could say, it, I think Griffin Lang did a good job on him anyway. He did. He six goals on him. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to say that, but, but I think Griffin will um will learn from that, and yeah, that might sell his career um even further, which would be great for us for the Fremantle amount of doctors. A question without notice, very briefly. Willie Rioli's trying to get back into the system. Forget about you know Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Have you got any thoughts on regards to how he's going to transition back from being up north and back into the metropolitan area and who needs to be around him? It looks like the Eagles are slowly working their way through this process. It's not as easy as just flying down, fitting in, getting back into footy, or do you think it is? And do you have any sort of thoughts in regards to Willie Rioli's re-transition back into the system? Yeah, look, as, as an outsider looking in, like we all are, um, obviously I've had a couple of chats to really over the last couple of years, but in terms of, um, you know, everybody needs a structure in their life and for him to come back here and, and get that structure and, and to be able to play footy would be fantastic for him. And I think, um, you know, West Coast will get him back in the system. And uh, someone asked me the other day, do you think he'll play footy this year? And I, I, I believe he can. I believe he, he can come back in, get four weeks of hard, hard solid training under his belt and play some waffle and you never know. He's a fantastic player, Willie, and um, it'll be fantastic to see him back on the footy. The footy overall, you know, using his magic and, and, and being, you know, what he does. And, you know, as I said before, if, if West Coast don't want him, you know, Fremantle and Brisbane Lions might want to grab him, mate. So <laughs> I think rest the other seven, I think rest the other 17 clubs will be putting their hand out. Don't worry about that. So we need someone, yeah, wrap around him. You know, the playing group can wrap around him now. The, 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 um, his uh, suspension's all finished, so we can have people coming to him. He can get support. Um, so yeah, it's all about his, his mental health, and let's just hope he can get back out and do what he does best, and let's play great football. Appreciate your time. Congratulations on the jump, a great man, and all the very best. And uh, I know the club and the players, Indigenous, Torres Strait Islanders, the players in general, fans in general, just can't wait to see it displayed over the next couple of weeks. Congratulations to you and to the family for producing this wonderful, wonderful jumper. No, appreciate it, Goss, and go to the mighty Subiaco Lions, mate. Go the Lions. Good on you, Desi. Desi Headland right there, who's done a remarkable job, along with uh, Kevin Binder, the artist, and also... 
Michaela Morrison, all related, uh, and uh, Michaela, of course, down there in the Fremantle Dockers AFLW as well. What a wonderful jumper, and well done to the West Coast Eagles, Daryl Bellotti, who, of course, is a relative of Laurie Bellotti, who played, I think, 24 games for the Fremantle Dockers, have done a great job with the Rainbow Serpent on the Eagles jumper as well. Get on the line, get online, have a look at them, maybe get to their team stores, because they will sell very, very quickly. Let's get some news away and come back with more on the Sporting Goss. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.